Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus, and I'm joined by my friend and yours. Hi! Nice. Very fitting. Good hiya. <laughs> we are the Musty Collective, creatives on a journey to better storytelling. Thank you for joining us today, even though it's musty in here. Today, we're discussing Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. <laughs> Seasons one through three. Ooh, we! I've been wanting to talk about this with y'all for a long time now. My initial reaction is already on YouTube, so you can check that out mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel, Musty Creative. But now it's Michelle and myself, both of us, discussing Cobra Kai. Yes. I'm very excited because I think this was. Quiet! What? What are the three tenets of Cobra Kai? What? Three? What? Um, uh, strike first? Uh,. Strike hard? Yes. And no mercy. Yes. Good job. <sighs> yeah, I really, really, I really, really like this. I really, I really, really like this. I know what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, um, I think, <laughs> I think this was one of the shows that we started watching together. Because there were, like, a few shows where, like, we saw it before we were a couple and we're showing each other the shows, but this is one of the few shows that we actually started together. No? That is not true. What? I watched season one without you. You wanted to jump in when oh. it was on YouTube Red. The, the old name for YouTube Premium, but YouTube Red. I watched it there because you, you hadn't even watched Karate Kid the first movie yet. And no, so I, I've seen. Okay, I've seen. Well, I ha- I but ha- you forgot. I have seen all of the Karate Kid movies, including the one with Hillary Swank. But I you for have- you forgot, so we rewatched it. So I you, did forget. So we rewatched it, and then you watched season one of Cobra Kai. Yes. But you fell in love with it. We watched season two together, and now we watch season three together. Yes. Okay. Fine. So I was wrong. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. But now we prefaced it. Michelle's here. <laughs> She's watched all three seasons. She has reviewed a little bit of it. Let's see what else I forget. <laughs> but she did watch all season three recently and she loved it. So you can hear her thoughts. But now it's time to start the show. If we give a quick rundown of seasons one through three. So we really strongly suggest that you watch everything before you listen to this, unless you're okay with spoilers. Well, here's the thing. We don't do spoiler and then non-spoiler podcasts. We just talk about the story. We just talk about the story, talk about the characters, we talk about the themes. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for non-spoiler stuff, don't listen to this podcast. Go watch the show and then come back. Yeah. So... What happened in season one? Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. I actually just recently uh, rewatched most of season one. <laughs> Johnny Lawrence is our main character. If you remember from Karate Kid, the first movie, Johnny Lawrence was the antagonist, the main villain to our hero, Daniel LaRusso. But this show is all about 
you know, John Lawrence. To me, he's the main character of the show. Yeah. There's many great characters. There's a lot of characters with arcs who are protagonists in their own way. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of interesting. A lot of characters are the are their very own heroes and their very own stories, even though they are bad people at times or good people at times. It's all about perspective. It really is. This show is really about perspective. But Johnny Lawrence has no motivation in life. He is poor and an alcoholic. Mm, good combo. Miguel Diaz, who's our second main character that shows up here, mm-hmm. is bullied, finds a mentor in Johnny Lawrence, and beats up some bullies to defend Samantha, Daniel LaRusso's daughter. Ooh. Now, the interesting thing about Miguel Diaz yes. is that he is a prototypical Daniel LaRusso character type, but he's being trained by Johnny Lawrence, hmm. which is, you know, he's the rival antagonist to Daniel LaRusso, which is crazy what the authors did here. Great storytelling. Yeah. Then Johnny transforms Cobra Kai into a dojo again and improves himself. Hmm. He is still at odds with Daniel LaRusso and becomes even more enraged at him when he finds out that his very own son, Robbie Keane, is training karate under Daniel LaRusso. Big moment in the story for season one. That must hurt. It hurt a lot. And it was really just a tension. Like once we knew that Robbie Keane was Johnny Lawrence's son, his only son. Yes. His estranged son, then we knew whenever that was going to be revealed, that was mm-hmm. going to be a big moment. Yes. So it was like the slow build up. Yeah. Great tension in mm-hmm. season one. Great tension. Meanwhile, Cobra Kai has transformed nerds and outcasts like Eli into Hawk and Aisha Robinson into confident fighters. Hmm. I think the transformation of Aisha and Eli, because remember, season one, Aisha takes revenge on Yasmin, her personal bully. Yes. Rips. Her panties oh. into her area, her special wedgie, place. Wedgie. Yeah. And that was pretty crazy. Yes. And then Eli Moskowitz, who was like made fun of for his lip mm-hmm. and just destroyed from a self-confidence standpoint, yeah. becomes Hawk and becomes crazy cool and confident. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool transformation because I know... I have friends personally who've dealt with similar stuff because, like, I have friends that have cleft lips. Yeah. And so it was just interesting to see, like, him just struggling with his appearance and the way he was and then just finding this whole new version of himself doing his hair to distract from his lip. But, I mean, it wasn't even that bad, honestly. I mean, I think it's just... It was just really cool to see that character, like, evolve into, like... Super Saiyan. What is that? Thing? Super Saiyan. What is it? Super Saiyan. Is that about Dragon Ball Z? Yes, I don't really watch. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't call it Super Saiyan, but it's just he takes on an alter ego. He yeah. transforms into into Hawk, and yeah. you you honestly forget about his name being Eli Moskowitz. I forgot. Even though Dimitri, his nerdy best friend at the time, he mm-hmm. literally tries to remind people that no, he's this nerdy kid. <laughs> Y'all just made fun of him, and now he has a tattoo and changed his hair, and now he's really cool. Yeah. Now, the interesting subplot here, right? There's so many layers to the show. Mm-hmm. But the main layer, obviously, is Johnny versus LaRusso. Yes. But then there's the subplot of the children of Daniel and LaRusso. Robbie King, mm-hmm. Samantha LaRusso. But then here's a little extra. Uh-huh. Miguel Diaz. Ooh. Right? So they become the new three, right? Yeah. The alley, prototypical alley the prototypical Johnny Lawrence, and the prototypical Daniel LaRusso, mm-hmm. right? Miguel fits the Daniel LaRusso thing. Allie fits the Samantha. Samantha fits the Allie prototype. Obviously yeah. a better version because now she fights as well. And then you have Johnny Lawrence. The prototype really is Robbie. 
mm-hmm. to be quite honest. I mean, it's a different way for Robbie to come out, uh, for Johnny to come out in the sense of, of Robbie Robbie fulfilling that character prototype. But it's still he's still Johnny. As much as he hates his dad, and he really hates his dad in season one, and as much as he tries to run away from him, yeah, he is always called back to that legacy, that Lawrence legacy. That is true. Hmm. So... And then there's there's actually scenes that, that really speak to this where Johnny is giving a gi to Miguel because he's so proud of him uh-huh. after Miguel's first fight, a successful victory fight. And then at that time, rounding the corner is Robbie thinking, hey, I'll show up in my dad's dojo and we can reunite again. <laughs> but then he sees Miguel and yeah. hugging Johnny and he gets super jealous. That's the thing with these men. Mm-hmm. They get jealous really quickly. But this show, this show, like everyone's timing in this show is so bad. And I, it's yeah. not that it's bad because it's bad writing. It's good writing. And that's why it's so bad. Oh, because so good writing. Every time someone's trying to apologize or someone's trying to like make amends in a relationship, they pull up right on time to see something that totally like blows everything out of the water yeah and it just i don't know it just puts a wrench in everything and it just it it creates a tv show i guess yeah i mean that is part of the reason why this show is so great unfortunately robbie doesn't see it that way he sees again another time that his dad betrays him He's spending mm-hmm. time with another boy where he should be spending time with his own son. Yeah. Even though Johnny would have welcomed Robbie with open arms. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the end of the show. Yeah. But, of course, it wasn't the end of the show. <laughs> right? So, underlying here, Miguel Diaz, even though he is a Daniel LaRusso prototype and he would be perfectly intertwined with Daniel LaRusso, uh-huh. is training under Johnny Lawrence yeah. and Cobra Kai, who Daniel still has hatred for. And again... A lot of these problems are caused by Daniel LaRusso becoming the antagonist actually in Johnny Lawrence's story Hmm. and getting these outbursts of anger. And so the problem with that, though, is that Daniel starts to date Samantha. Yeah. So that creates a situation where Miguel, Samantha, and Robbie meet for the first time, mm-hmm. but Miguel thinks Robbie is all up on his girl. <laughs> Samantha tries to like <laughs> chill him out, and Daniel tries to hit Robbie, but then accidentally hits Sam. You mean Miguel? Miguel accidentally tries to tries to hit Robbie, but then accidentally hits Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty crazy stuff. It causes more drama, and it kind of reignites. The all, you know, the all valley, you know, hatred between Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do. Yeah. But again, it's over a girl, just like it was in the first movie. How do you feel about that as a woman? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And from my own, well, I've never experienced this, but in all the movies, like if they've ever seen movies, they would know... That the girl hates when people fight over her, and she probably doesn't really end up with either of them. Not true. I mean, in this show, but I mean, that I mean, you know, it would deter any normal girl. I don't want to get involved with this mess because these two are crazy. That's not, I don't I disagree with that. I think young women do like it when men fight over them. I don't. <laughs> 
Well, I didn't win. I didn't win your heart by defeating my karate rival in high school. That is true. But if again, it's part of the story engine trope of this series, right? Mm-hmm. Karate Kid one, two, and three had Daniel and a girl. Yes. In all three movies. So the third movie kind of went away from that dynamic a little bit. It wasn't really to protect her. Mm-hmm. But movies one and two were either defend her honor or in second movie to protect her literally from death itself. Yeah. So it kind of continues that trope. But that's just season one. So let's wrap it up. Rob and Miguel meet up in the All-Valley Karate Tournament mm-hmm. as Karate Kid should do, I guess. And they actually fight in the finale, but Miguel beats Robbie by attacking his weak shoulder. Mm. Just watch this fight, and even though I call Miguel the champ, I do think that if Robbie was fully healthy, if Hawk hadn't injured his shoulder prior, I do think Robbie could have won that fight. Yeah. Miguel is the champ, though. He's really good, and he shows himself to be the better fighter, as we'll talk about in Season 2. Mm-hmm. And we're going to rank these fighters, too. You ready for oh, that, Michelle? no. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we're going to rank. We're going to rank these fighters. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, is that Miguel still won. Then He won the battle, but yeah. he lost. He actually lost because he lost Sam that day. And yeah. he lost a piece of that good-hearted Miguelness that we know and love, that we learned to love in the beginning of season one. He gains it back in season two, but it's at a, it's at a crazy loss. Yeah, and I think, too, it it just shows how this perspective of the story is twisted because Johnny Lawrence is the protagonist. Therefore, Cobra Kai wins the tournament, unlike the original Karate Kid movie. Right, but then again, there's another loss, right? The win is the tournament, but Johnny loses a relationship with his son. Yes. So for season two, we have Robbie continuing to train under Miyagi-Do, and begins to date Sam, who was dating Miguel last season. Right. Their relationship is actually pretty slow to develop. It doesn't really get get yeah. there until more towards the end of the season. Yeah. It And it's kind of reluctant on Robbie's part because he doesn't actually want to date Sam because he doesn't want to betray Mr. LaRusso mm-hmm. because LaRusso actually lets, you know, lets him move into his house. But we'll get more into that. But yeah, it's kind of like an underlying plot where Sam has said has blocked Miguel from her life, and Robbie's kind of right there for her to move right in. <laughs> He's super prepared. <laughs> um, and then there's the big reveal of John Kreese coming back. That's right. And, and that, that was revealed at the end of season one, mm-hmm. but obviously he really shows up in season two. Yeah, and then um, Tori, who's cray-cray... She... That's Michelle's words, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is, though. She, she is. is. She is crazy. But she has some I, unresolved issues. But I, I, I want to say this, though. I want to say this. I think adding a character like Tori was perfect for season two. Yeah. She really was like, we're going to kill each other. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, she's, she's like definitely... the cheese. And then you know what? I, honestly, I didn't see this before. But you know what's great about Tori is she does exactly what Karate Kid 2 needed. Was a serious, vicious villain. Yeah. Like they hadn't chosen, which we see in season three. Mm-hmm. He's that guy that tried to kill Kumiko mm-hmm. in the second movie. And Daniel meets up again in, in season yeah. three. But yeah. 
Tori is the chosen. She is the chosen. Chosen. Oh, I'm gosh. chosen. No. Uh, <laughs> but she is she is the chosen character type. Wow, I didn't I never saw that before. Oh yeah. So That's, they're kind of mirroring. Their they're doing movies. a lot of mirroring. Yeah, they're doing a lot of mirroring. Which is why I'm so excited for season four. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Terry Silver's coming back. Let's do this. Anyways, keep keep going, keep going. Okay, and then she actually starts dating Miguel. And then yeah, she does. Johnny and Carmen Diaz, Miguel's mom, start to date. Yeah. And Robbie begins to live at the LaRusso house since right. his mom is not doing so good. Whose mom? Robbie's. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She's, yeah, going through some stuff. And then Stingray enters the chat. <laughs> yeah, I... You know, he's one of the unsung heroes of season two. Mm-hmm. He really brought like, because it's all very serious. There wasn't much hilariousness besides Dimitri's, you know, comedy. Yeah. And that Dimitri Crease scene is is just beautiful. Uh huh. Where Crease just punches Dimitri in the face. <laughs> and but you needed more of it, so I think bringing in Singray was another good choice. Again, yeah. I don't know. Well, they explain it well enough in season three, so I know why he he's, he got essentially banned. From the school and from kids, because he, you know, he beats up kids. But he's an older guy. <laughs> but no, I mean Stingray is just hilarious to me. Uh, yeah, he reminds me of of people from my past, <laughs> and uh, I, I I hope he comes back for season four. Like I hope Crease recruits him and he comes back ready to brawl. Like maybe just completely ripped abs and just a busted out chest and oh you know just God. looking sexy like a nice oil blanket <laughs> and just. You know, I would love to see Stingray just take his shirt off and just be oiled up and ready to go and oh destroy some people. He's the one that wins at the end. That'd be hilarious. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I would like to see an oiled up Stingray versus Hawk. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool to see. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> he was like the, what is it called? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, so Hawk starts turning into a jerk and he bullies Dimitri. His real best friend. Yep. And then Moon dumps him. What a name. And Dimitri starts to learn karate under well, Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, but let, let's let's actually pause it for a second. Let's talk about the character development of Moon, right? I don't uh-huh. think enough credit goes to that young lady. Great performance, uh-huh. actually, by, by the actress as well. She's like the total ditzy girl, but she actually gets a character arc and starts becoming a friend of everyone. Mm-hmm. She's part of the rich popular crowd in season one, ends up starting to date Hawk, who she still knows he's a nerd. That's why it's crazy Hawk doesn't get the realization. Mm-hmm. Yes, the confidence helped a lot, but she wanted the heart of a nerd, but <laughs> the, the body of a, of a bully. If you know what I'm saying, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. But, but the thing is, is that he, you know, Hawk lost his way. Moon dumps him mm-hmm. and really becomes really becomes a force for good. Mm-hmm. She gets a little cheesy in season three. Yeah. But I really like her transformation from seasons one and two. Yeah. So Sam begins to miss Miguel and vice versa. And then Tori sees them kiss at a party. Again, the perfect timing. Perfect timing. And then she gets... You Mike Tyson fans, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then she gets P-I-S-S-E-D. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, let's get a little more set up here, right? So, Tori and Sam first meet through Aisha uh-huh. at a beach. I forget, like, it's like a beach... Party? It's a beach party, but it's... um Bonfire? 
No. <laughs> You're just naming things. <laughs> no, but it was at that villa. It's like the golf clubhouse kind of thing where all the rich people hang out. Resort. Kind of something like that. And it turned out bad because Sam is, you know, this preppy rich kid. Tori's like this kind of scum of the earth. I'll steal and fight anyone I can. Yes. And Tori's stealing liquor. And Sam's like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Aisha's caught in the middle. It kind of blows over, but then Sam accuses Tori of stealing her mom's wallet. And that just blows up Tori. She smacks down on Sam. And that's the first time Tori refers to Sam as a B, which is something she continues to refer to <laughs> Sam as all throughout the series from that point on. So is that like when they really, they're... War began. That, no, that's really it. That's really, really where it began. So, what's great about see, unfortunately, with with all the girl characters, they really didn't give them a shot for themselves to really have real character arcs and development, mm-hmm. right? As much as you can say that Sam sucks, she gets her own Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Unfortunately, this version of Johnny Lawrence, there's probably no coming back from Tori. <laughs> you know, she is she is headed in the wrong direction real fast. Yeah. She wants to kill Sam. And like literally. literally wants to kill her and there's just no hope. So, but I, but I, I love it though, because man, Tori kicks butt, Sam can kick butt too. And their fights are always epic. <laughs> that is definitely true. And then, okay. This is like when Kreese starts getting under my skin. Not that he wasn't already, but he starts to like secretly mentor Hawk Right, in season two. Yeah, and so... Well, not like not just secretly, but he's like the shadow mentor. Yeah. It, it, I, I want to... I put the word shadow because it just... He's there. He's kind of hovering. Johnny knows something's up. LaRusso warns him. Miguel warns him. Mm-hmm. People warn him. And he doesn't... He doesn't pick up on it. He's just blindly devoted. Well, and I thought he was just blindly devoted because he's an idiot. <laughs> but I went back again, watching, rewatching season one, and that episode where yeah. Johnny and Daniel are riding together in a car. Yeah. Right. And they have that day together before all the crap hits the fan. Uh huh. And they're actually starting to like each other. And they start to tell each other what happened in their lives. Daniel finds out that Johnny had a really bad stepfather who bullied him pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And that he says, that's why I joined Cobra Kai. And then. LaRusso says, well, yeah, that, I didn't have a dad either. Mr. Miyagi was my dad. And then Johnny says, well, Kreese was my dad. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the key right there. See, they, ugh, writers, man. We, <laughs> writers, you want to come on Must Be Creative Podcast? You know, let's do it. But they they really put in those little seeds. And that's the reason why Johnny Johnny does what he does in season two. He, yeah. Even though Kreese tried to kill him at the end of the Karate Kid, the first Karate Kid movie, and then obviously at the beginning of Karate Kid 2, uh-huh. Johnny forgave Kreese and was trying to make good with his life. Yeah. And he trusted Kreese again because Kreese is literally like a father to him. Mm-hmm. Literally. That's a good point. And then Daniel LaRusso and Dimitri's training. That was pretty funny. <laughs> A lot of Game of Thrones references. I think Dimitri is like a really, ugh, like he has to like nitpick at everything, and he has to. He's like very specific of like I want it done this way, and I want to learn this and this, but I don't want to do this. Yeah, he's just he's annoying. Yeah, but I 
thought of myself as Dimitri. If I was going to be in that universe, I think of myself as Dimitri. <laughs> I did take the BuzzFeed quiz, and apparently, though, I came out to be another character. But we oh, can talk really? about that later. Oh, okay. And then Tori... <laughs> so at the end of the season, the last episode, right? Tori starts one of the biggest fights ever. On a yeah. TV, well, like for any any high school drama TV show, I've never seen a fight this big and this long. Like <laughs> it was very long. It was like multi. It was like this huge school location. Yeah. It spanned like different rooms. It started in the hallway and then it went up the stairs. It went down the stairs. Unfortunately, it was like a ten minute fight. It, scene. No, it was legit 10, 11 minutes. And I I was like, ah, that's not that long. I thought it was longer. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand, like these actors fighting for ten minutes is actually really difficult. Yeah. Straight for your life. <laughs> and you're getting hit in the mouth. You're getting banged. Your head's getting banged mm-hmm. up against a locker. It's actually pretty hard. So yeah. hats off to these kid actors. They did a great job. And the directing and, and the editing and everything, the lighting, all that. Because, and, and obviously the sound design. But man, that scene was crazy. Like Tori comes into the school and she gets the megaphone and says, I'm coming for you, B. I'm coming for you, Sam. I'm coming for you. You know what you did and I'm coming for you. And this ain't no like, we're not messing around with this. We're not going to talk and dance this one out. We're not going to sing Kumbaya and everything. I'm going to kill you straight up. I was like, dang, Tori is a gangster. Never, never mess with a girl like that. And Sam with her little like preppy, like I'm a princess. She's yeah. like, oh no. And she has a small voice like, what do you want? What do you want, Tori? <laughs> and Tori's like, come here, I'm going to eat you up. And it's, okay, Tori, I, I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> it's like Tori gives her a round out to the mouth. Oh my God. Oh man, I love the way that fight starts, yo. And then everyone's like, oh snap. And yeah, so many fights going on. It's crazy. It, it's just legit crazy. Mm-hmm. Ray gets in there. <laughs> He's he just signed up that day to be a security guard for the school. Yeah. And he starts beating up kids. <laughs> Cause he's obviously Cobra Kai. <laughs> and That's kinda creepy though. No, it's not creepy. It, it uh, makes sense. Uh, okay. I don't think Stingray's creepy. I don't know, man. Give me oiled up, abbed no! up Stingray in season four, please. Oh my god. I wanna take an order of that. Oh. Yeah, so you have all these storylines come together, right? Dimitri and and Hawk come together. That's a great. That's a crazy fight. Dimitri ends up winning, even though he, you know he did lose pretty badly in the in the mall fight. Yeah. And then Robbie and Miguel, right? Uh, Tori and, and Samantha are fighting. Robbie tries to break it up. Miguel just starts yelling at the top of his lungs <laughs> and gets super angry because he's still jealous of Robbie with Sam, and he really and, and you know you feel bad for Tori in this instance because. She actually really liked Miguel mm-hmm. as much as Tori could like anybody, I guess. And, <laughs> Obsessively. Yeah. And she poured her heart into him, and he was still really in love with Sam. Yeah. And she felt that. And even Miguel tried to stop her at some point in the fight, and she was just like, nah, I'm mm-hmm. finishing this. But Sam gets the better of her, and Miguel and Robbie, break it down for us, Michelle, because I can't, because I, I might break down into tears. So, Miguel... Showed mercy to Robbie during the fight. And Robbie kicks him over the railing. And Miguel lands on more railing. And we don't know if he's alive or dead. And that was a very crazy scene to watch. Um, 
It's like one of those scenes where you literally scream out, no, as you're watching it. Um, so that was like super intense. And it was, that was like the cliffhanger of the show. Like, did Robbie just kill Miguel? And we were upset. We didn't know. And so... I wasn't just upset, though. No. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to go into that. You, you, yeah, you can start. You, like, went into a depression I was, after watching that episode. I was in tears. You were crying. I, I was, like, scared for the actor's life. And it... I, I had, at that moment, I had personalized so much. Like, I thought Miguel was the actor, and the actor was Miguel. <laughs> you, you sent him a tweet asking if he was okay. Yo. I was worried about that young man's life. Yeah. I can't even say his name, though. That's the problem. Like, Sholo? Is that how you say his name? I think. Yeah, I, I don't even want to try right now because mm-hmm. we're being recorded. <laughs> but I'm just glad he's okay. It's crazy because, like, <laughs> as we were watching that, there was, like, a literal earthquake that happened. Yeah. Because we were actually in a hotel room at the time. Yeah, finishing season two, yeah. Um, And there was, like, a literal earthquake. The whole hotel was shaking, but you were just so upset over Miguel. And, yeah. like, it didn't even phase you that, like, the earthquake was happening. No. I was like, I think there's an earthquake. And I was nah. freaking out. And you're just, like, sitting there crying. Yeah. No, when I saw Miguel, even now, like, I could feel, like, stuff, oh. Yeah. Like, when I saw him hit the the railing, and it's just so stupid. They keep using it as marketing, like, boom, oh, boom, oh, like, boom. replay it all the like, time. Like, stop, you're breaking my heart. Like, <laughs> yo, I can't even imagine what his actual mom, I don't think she could oh, watch God. that. If I was his actual parent, I mm-hmm. couldn't watch that. Unless she was there for, like, the behind the scenes, like, seeing him on the green screen, like, acting like he's falling. You're a film major. You're a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So I think that works for you. I don't care. Like, I couldn't <laughs> be on set because I would probably try to, I probably, I would probably try to. <laughs> save him. <laughs> I'd probably save it. I'd probably try to choke a son, uh, choke a, choke a someone <laughs> and try to touch my son. I couldn't be on set. Like, son, I'm sorry. I, I know this is your job, but I can't be on set. I, I love you, but. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to defend you. Yeah, I think like what helps me is that I just, if I don't want to get too emotional about something, I just break down how they did it during filming. I know, but you're, you're again, you're you're a filmmaker. <laughs> it's just, man. So, but there is still hope. There's plenty of hope because in season three, which just came out, so season two we finished in. Was that 2018? June. Or was that 2019? 2019. 2019. So I've been waiting for a year and a half to find out about my boy. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't figured out, Miguel's my favorite character of the show. Even though he is <laughs> flawed, I do I do have a propensity for Robbie as well. Uh-huh. And obviously, I'm a, I'm a Daniel Russo fan yeah. all the way. Even though John Lawrence's character has come a long way since the first movie, uh-huh. I'm going to be Daniel Lawrence all the way. He's my Ryu. John Lawrence is, is Ken. And Kreese is Akuma, but we'll talk about that more later. But I'm a Daniel LaRusso boy all the way. Miguel is seriously the closest thing to Daniel Daniel LaRusso. So mm-hmm. I just love I love Miguel. I love his humble beginnings. I love his family. I love his grandmother who smokes weed at his karate <laughs> tournament. You know, Carmen, his mother, is a sweet, just angel. You know it would be crazy. I know we're jumping the gun a little bit. Uh-huh. But what if for season four, they brought in Miguel's father? Ooh, and that caused drama between the mom and Johnny. But here's the thing. 
here's the thing. This show uses social media to bring people together. Yes. Like they use Allie, right? Yes. Like they, they use and they use social media to spread like the the cool stuff that Cobra Kai does. Uh-huh. Because Miyagi-Do doesn't do the social media thing. And specifically, Tori, once she saw them at the All Valley Festival, and then she saw Ayusha smash a board with her, like, her eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And said, I saw that on social media. Yeah. Right? And Miguel's fights, his first fight, specifically, when he defended Samantha in season one, went viral on YouTube. That is true. Right? YouTube goes into Mexico, which is where they're from. Mm-hmm. No, Ecuador, I'm sorry. That's true. I think we could see Terry Silver coming back mm-hmm. and then drug lord, gangster, Ecuadorian father of Miguel. Oh, dang. Come through? That sounds intense. Woo! I mean, that could be interesting. <laughs> Make it international. Well, it's already international. They went to Okinawa, but you know what I'm saying? Just continue the international yeah. global affair. Yeah. All right. So, so for season three. Yeah. Um, well, also, season two also ends not just with Miguel getting hurt, like almost dying, but Kreese takes over the dojo. Takes over Cobra Kai. Yeah. And legally does it too, cuts Johnny off. The students back up Kreese with Hawk leading the way because, again, the shadow mentorship of Kreese over Hawk. Yeah. And Johnny just loses it and just runs away. Mm-hmm. He, he becomes. Kind of becomes, like, for a second, what he was at the beginning of the whole series in the first place. Yeah, he just reverted back to yeah. his old habits. Exactly. Because there was no reason to not revert at that time. Um, just being seemingly paralyzed for the rest of his life <laughs> yeah. until he gets a surgery by one of the best surgeons around and everyone's trying to raise money for him. There's some conflict with the raising of the money. People are stealing the money because they're like, no, we want to give him the money. Yeah, that, that was, was that was dumb, but it, was, it, it, it made sense. sense. Yeah. Cobra Kai is just being total jerks. Yeah, as they should be for a good conflict. And um, so with the help of Johnny and that funny physical therapist guy and then the... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he was funny. He was good. Because I'm sure he had more physical therapy sessions. Yeah, but then, it's mainly it's mainly Johnny. Yeah. Obviously, his mom and his grandmother pushing him too, but Just Johnny... Just motivation. Yeah. Just like pushing him. Johnny tries old world medicine. <laughs> Where it's just like you're you're not paralyzed. Stand up. Or he sets his shoe on fire. He sets his shoes on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. Hangs him from the ceiling and like tells him to walk. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it, this is where the show does get a little ridiculous. It's not real medicine. Doesn't it doesn't feel real? But they did a couple good things. Like he went to the concert and started mm-hmm. tapping his toe to the music. Yeah, and that was well, like that was pretty awesome. Yeah, so I think. It was somewhat 
realistic. I'm not a doctor, but I think because um, everyone kept saying it's really important that you have a positive attitude. Everyone kept saying that to Miguel, and he's like, I don't care. I'm going to be paralyzed the rest of my life, blah, blah, blah. And then Johnny comes in, and then he, I guess he just changes his mindset of, like, where he is and what he can do. And he Quiet! Gosh. That works, dude. That's awesome. You scared me. Now I don't know <laughs> what I'm saying. You're saying that Miguel, everyone was telling him to be positive, but Johnny actually comes in and actually <laughs> yes. brings a positivity. Yes. Dude, that works. I'm going to have to use that. Johnny Lawrence is quiet, but it's like, quiet, you know? It's really oh good. It's really good, you know? I like it. My heart's pounding right now. Okay, so you ruined my point. I was, I don't know what I'm saying now. Well, let's see here. We We start season three off, though, with some backstory. <laughs> John Kreese gets an entire backstory all throughout this season. What did you think of that, Michelle? I thought it was a good filler. Oh, you're calling it filler? I mean, I think it's oh, wow. important to know the backstory of, like, this villain. Because it, originally it's like get, you're getting to know... Like, you already... Okay, this show's first antagonist was Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. And we already knew the backstory of Daniel. Right. And then for the second season, it kind of was still Daniel. Yes. And now for this season, it turned into Crease, right. which was the um, the antagonist. And so we needed to know why he was so evil, what made him evil, why he needs to be defeated. And I don't know if it was just showing that... He used to be a good person, and then he turned evil. But I don't care. Yeah, he still sucks. Yeah, we were we. Susan and I were both like, that doesn't give you the right to be a a, a jerk, a, a bleep hole to people. Well, that I mean, again, it's it's something that it's annoying when Sam says it because you're like, well, it's it doesn't matter what happened to Tori. He doesn't just because you had a bad life doesn't mean it gives you the opportunity to be a jerk. And, and, you know, it's annoying because of her tiny little voice, but it makes sense. And it is... It's true. It's true. It, it's one of the themes of season three for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sam starts having panic attacks when she sees Tori, thinking about Tori. Yeah. Also, I mean, we're, you know, one another through lines, right? So Sam is busy dealing with her PTSD from the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel's obviously busy in the hospital, not yeah. doing anything. And then the third, our tri- our, you know, you have the triumvirate. <laughs> our, our third is is Robbie Keane. He's running for his life, and he kind of gets set up by LaRusso mm-hmm. uh, and Johnny a little bit and Robbie's mother, who now she's back in season three. She's been at – she's been getting help for with her drug problem mm-hmm. from – From, I don't know. From a recovery. Where do you go? Rehab? From rehab. Oh, I thought you were trying to no, come just up with a name. No, no, like, just, just from rehab. Okay. All right, anyways. <laughs> and so he kind of gets tricked into turning himself in, but it was really for his best ben- for his best benefit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see that, so he completely rejects LaRusso. Of course. Johnny has a chance to reach out to him, but of course, perfect timing again. He's supposed to go meet... <laughs> he's supposed to go meet uh, Robbie at the prison, yeah. and Robbie's actually excited to see him. Mm-hmm. And but no, he gets called in for a prayer session with uh, grandma. grandma Miguel and Carmen, 
And Grandma Miguel. I don't know her name, but Grandma Diaz. Or I don't I, know, I call her, I'm something. calling her Grandma Miguel. <laughs> My little joint smoking chicken, chicken loving Grandma Miguel. <laughs> she uh, she's pretty awesome. I love her character. She's also a funny, fun, fair, fun, fun character. Yeah. They better not do anything bad to that character. And she better be bad for mm-hmm. season four. Yeah. Anyways, so it's just perfect timing again. Robbie again says, "Oh, you rather spend time with Miguel than me?" Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So Robbie comes out of prison. And one of the first things he he sees... Another bad timing incident. Right. So Sam and Miguel are hanging out. Getting close. Getting close. No kissy, but getting close. Mm-hmm. Robbie shows up. Mm-hmm. And just like in season one, when Miguel saw Sam and Robbie eating dinner together... Yeah. When he tried to go over to her house and, and then assumes, then Robbie does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things where... Man, I you know I was blaming Sam in my initial reaction that she has too much power because her influence is so it's so big over everybody. <laughs> but you know what? Now that again rewatching season one and also seeing season two and obviously season three, uh-huh. man, those boys just don't know how to understand. Like, and I get it. I was a high schooler too, but they have to understand that it's okay for a woman to talk to another man. And to even have a good time talking to that man, it doesn't mean that that man's going to get into her pants. Yes. And they have to stop with this notion like, no, he's going to get in her pants because he made her smile. It's like, relax. Mm-hmm. Relax. Woosah, brother. Yes. But, it, uh, but here's the thing. Those two boys mirror exactly what Robbie, uh, what, what Johnny and Daniel, they also get hot and bothered. When they see each other, it's like, oh, you're trying to steal something from me. <laughs> That's how they sounded. Yeah. So, yeah, just just that backstory. So the triumph is going on, but Tori and Tori is now leading the charge. Tori and Hawk are leading the charge over Cobra Kai to then continue to trash Miyagi-Do in any way and anywhere they can. Beat them up in fights. And also, Kreese, as now the Cobra Kai senior sensei. Uh-huh invites all the old bullies to come back so kyler's in kyler's big dude is in but then he gets kicked out because he's too weak mm-hmm. they, they i guess mainly they're just bringing kyler they're bringing kyler because he's an athletic jock <laughs> and he turns out to be a very good cobra kai person he's perfect cobra kai material yeah mm-hmm. and then kyler has the best line in season three where well you know what it is you know the line he um they're about to steal the snake. the cobra from the zoo yeah yes and then he's worried about getting caught and then he says that if he fails his trigonometry class, his dad's gonna poop in his mouth. Yeah. But watching rewatching season one, Johnny has a line like that too. He threatens that he's gonna poop in someone else's mouth. I think that's what he said. <laughs> something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But he talks about reference either I'm gonna get poop in my mouth or I'm gonna poop in your mouth. <laughs> so I totally forgot about that line. But it's just Kyler's performance and his, like... Yeah, the, the act, way he said the, it. And also the way he looks, funny. like, he, he says it with all seriousness, and mm-hmm. that, but also that dumb, spacey jock look, like... Yeah, that uh, dumb fear of, like... Yeah, oh, uh, but that... Oh, I'm really dealing with a lot of stuff right now, man, and if I, if I don't... If I don't pass trick, my dad's gonna blink in my mouth, bro, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Hawk's reaction is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> bro, really? <laughs> 
crazy. We gotta find a remedy for that one. And don't don't ever don't ever uh, share food with me, bro. I don't want I don't want poop poop food in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's nasty. It okay, is. but would you ever be mad at your child? Is there anything, Michelle, your future children? Oh my god! Is there what any question? Is, this? is I'm gonna ask this question. Oh is there gosh. anything that your kid could do that would make you want to poop in their mouth? Let me. I would like to hear that. The no. world will like no nothing. That's disgusting. Oh no, I can think of a few things. Like symbolically, I don't know if that's right. No, I might actually. I might no, not metaphorically. I might actually do that. Oh my god! Bring dishonor onto this family. I'm not pooping your mouth. Oh my god! Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on your whole village. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I'm for real. Like, okay, let's say the my kid causes a fight in school that you know some kid falls. Do you know three how, stories okay. and breaks his back. Whatever. I'll poop in my kid's mouth for that. Whatever this story is. Uh huh. You would have to pull down your pants. Well, no, the first I have to tie my kid up so he can run away. You'd have to tie him up. Yeah, You'd yeah. have to pull down your pants. Open up his mouth, prop it open. You'd have to keep it open. He yeah. would have to see all your junk. Yeah. In his face. Right. <laughs> this is gonna give me gag. I have a very, I have a very hairy behind, so yeah. <laughs> And then I would just have to aim, and obviously I'm not gonna. I'm not it's gonna. It's like a soft serve. Yes, sir. Ice cream. Uh, oh be, my god. I might have some uh, some hot sauce the night before. No. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like that. Maybe um... maybe do a juice cleanse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's of a soupy. <laughs> That's of a soupy and black. I'm just gonna picture it as the that unicorn and that. Squatty potty commercial? No, no, no. With the little, the rainbow, the beautiful that, rainbow. That stuff you could eat. Remember that was like pooping. It was ice cream. Yeah, you know, pooping or rainbow frozen ice cream. yogurt or something like yeah. that. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is. I'm just saying, if you bring this on to my family, man. Um, you're If you're my son, I won't do it to my daughter. But if you're my son, and you caught, and, and you, you cause some food. No, but no, no. You, but if my kid is a gangster causing havoc and, and destroying a neighborhood, and, and he doesn't get into prison, I'll poop in his mouth. And that's not going to cause irreversible trauma that... I hope it does. Oh <laughs> so he doesn't do that crap again. <laughs> but not for trigonometry, not for failing trigonometry. That's, see, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother level. I can't even, I can't speak on that level. But if you're, if you're a gangster... If that you're... almost feels worse than, you know, like the Godfather when they found the horse head in his bed? Uh, are you kidding me? Like, that's would, not worse. I would rather have, like, a horse head in the my bed. The kid can bed. live. Wash out your mouth. You're fine. You're going to be good. He's not going to die from that. He'll live. He could you're talking get... about... You're, you're comparing... No, no you're no, comparing... No, no, you're, no, 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 relax. No, right, no, no, you're, no. You're comparing me pooping into a kid's mouth <laughs> to a horse getting its head <laughs> cut off and then being slid into a man's bed all bloody. That's actual death. You you I, I see get that. You, you know, but you've seen but uh, it, remember uh, the crazy jackass movies, Jack Butt movies. Sorry, but the dude <laughs> drank, you know, horse semen. He lived. I've never seen those movies. I think you've seen one of them. No, it, I haven't. Well, it was the third Jack Butt movie. Anyway, I've I haven't seen that, but I think we should probably keep moving on. But... <laughs> Do we need to resolve this? <laughs> <laughs> Future children, hope you're listening. Oh, God. Enjoy. <laughs> this is a warning. <laughs> Do the dishes. No, I just think, like, you could give them, like, salmonella and E. coli and all kinds of stuff that actually could kill them. So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to poop in the mouth and they got a, the nasty taste of the poop. Well, they don't have to swallow it. Spit it out. <sighs> <laughs> I'm 
moving on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So Robbie goes to juvenile prison and... Well, you're, you're skipping over some things. What am I skipping? Well, Dimitri gets his arm broken by Hawk. Because Sam is having a panic attack. But, I mean, no. I mean, you. Could, I don't want to blame Sam for that fight. Tori shows up and Sam goes into PTSD. I blame. I do blame Sam for getting him into the fight, but I... She did I, cause it. But I blame Hawk for taking it that too far. Yeah. Like, up until that moment, even Miguel getting kicked over the side and, and breaking his back from Robbie. That It wasn't an accident. He meant to kick him, but he didn't mean to break his back. Mm-hmm. And you could instantly tell, like, Robbie regretted it, even yeah. though he, he, he probably would never go up to Miguel and say he's sorry. Yeah. Which was great. Actually, was kind of crazy. Yeah, no, no. They could never say sorry to each other because because <laughs> of Sam. Th- those idiots. But anyways. <laughs> but see, this is why, Sam, you got to use, use your influence mm-hmm. to bring them together. Stop tearing them apart. So this is a point. I'm going to make this point in a yeah. little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Or should I just do it now? Go ahead. So there's this theme I've been seeing because you were rewatching the first season and I was realizing that this thing has been happening with the women in this show. And it's that... The women are actually pretty strong in in, in the Karate Kid series and the show. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So Ali, Kumiko... um, And that random chick from the third movie. I, I forgot her name. Yuma. I forgot her name. I think. Yuma. I don't know. And... She's like a random chick. So, okay, yeah, Amanda, Kumiko, and Allie, mm-hmm. there have all been moments with all of them, mm-hmm. and their different things that they've chosen to do have actually helped to bring Johnny and Daniel closer together yeah. and, to rec- and to actually reconcile. Yeah. And if it wasn't for them, the two guys would just be fuming the whole time and never apologize and never do anything. But because the the women were there to talk sense into them and be like not taking their bleep and like just um, forcing them to get along, it's actually causing a lot of reconciliation to happen. And yeah. then also like... Uh, and Carmen's been helping Johnny as well. Yeah. And then Kumiko helped Daniel, Daniel get... What's the... The Toyota Don deal. <laughs> yes. No, but the deal, but she also helped him to reconcile with his old enemy from Japan. Chosen, yeah. So I think it's Chosen. Just... I'm chosen. Chosen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, I just think it, it's, it's cool and it's interesting that it shows, like, the female perspective of it and showing that... They're like sort of working as like a mediator between the two to actually get them to reconcile. Yeah. No, the Okinawan adventure was actually really good. It felt actually very healing even for myself. It was just really nice to see Daniel and Chosen, you know, Chosen taught Daniel something that comes in the, comes in handy later on. Taro and his name. And it was really nice to see them, you know, working things out. Daniel forgave Chosen. Chosen seemed like he found some peace. It was really great to see Kumiko. It was just great to revisit those scenes because I think Karate Kid 2 is just a beautiful movie. The music, the scenery, the location, seeing Miyagi in his hometown, um, seeing some of those old flashbacks. It was just It's just great. Whenever you get an old Miyagi flashback and he gets to say a few words, it's just really great to see Pat Morita and really love that character. Mm-hmm. But... There has to be a fight. And I was kind of feeling that season three was going a little slow 
It wasn't bringing all the, the, the fire. But these kids keep getting into fights, man. Mm-hmm. These kids keep getting into fights. And Kreese finally just keeps nudging Hawk, keeps nudging Tori to say, go out and finish these guys. And now, quick little note here, Johnny also creates Eagle, Eagle Fang. <laughs> after he miraculously helps Diaz, <laughs> you know, get unparalyzed. Eagle Fang cry. Eagle Fang cry. I'm just going to say Eagle Fang. <laughs> Michelle doesn't think it's cool. I think it's cool, actually. It's ridiculous, but I think a fa- I think an eagle with fangs is something to be very afraid of. <laughs> I think so. It's a mutated animal. I think that, that whole thing, the Eagle Fang, was making me laugh so hard. Because you could tell on all the kids' faces when they saw the picture, they're like, what the heck is this? I think it's cool. You give an eagle, an eagle is so <laughs> hardcore, and then you give it fangs? Ah. No! I just think it's cool, man. He's like, what's the, the scariest animal or whatever? And then he, like, pulls out this animal that doesn't exist. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, gosh. I think that's perfectly fine. Whatever. Anyways, so... Eagle Fang, since it's Diaz and Sam are starting to talk to each other and hang out, Diaz and Sam start talking and saying, we have to join up together. Yes. And that was perfect, but then the problem is Cobra Kai has gotten really big, and they pull, again, they pulled in jocks. They got really strong, really good fighters. They're, like, bred to fight. Mm-hmm. And so Cobra Kai comes in and actually goes to LaRusso's house and starts destroying the house and destroying Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's it, it's kind of even with the numbers, but you can tell that Cobra Kai is just the better fighters, especially with Miguel coming back from paraly- being paralyzed mm-hmm. and not being 100% when the, to start the fight. Yeah, even that's though, crazy. <laughs> yeah, even though Miguel's a champ. Now, imagine if they had sent Robbie to go there. Oh my goodness. It would have been over, even with Hawk turning. Mm-hmm. Robbie is so good. Mm-hmm. And Miguel is not 100%. Yeah. But the thing is, Robbie probably would stop them from hurting Sam. That is true. I think even though Robbie's pissed, he would not hurt Sam. I think, if, yeah, that's the trump card. Miguel, obviously an accident from season one. He shouldn't have thrown the punch, but it was an accident. He wouldn't try to hurt Sam. And, you know, same thing for Robbie. Robbie wouldn't try to hurt Sam. So... So Tori and Hawk leading the charge, I think Kreese was like, you know, Robbie's not fully ready yet. He's not full mm-hmm. all in. But just a side note of what I think could happen. Season four. Cause, Tell me. I mean, in these shows that, like, they tend to just, like, swap partners all the time. Ooh. I think Robbie could end up with Tori. Oh, no, that's definitely happening. Yeah. Pre- they only, like, preface, preface that. Yeah. Because when they both met up for uh, the, pro- the par- blah, 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 blah. parole. Probation. Well, probation, parole. They're yeah. like parole officers. They they had to look at each other. Tori, Tori's. We found out more about what's going on with Tori's life, mm-hmm. and I think I, I I I've known friends like this where they just they need to fill that hole, and mm-hmm. they they see a nice, strong, good-looking dude, and they <laughs> pour their heart into them. So now that Miguel's definitely out of the picture for her, yeah, she's definitely gonna jump into the arms of Robbie. Robbie doesn't have Sam. Robbie doesn't have anybody but Crease. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna jump into Crease's arms, so you're definitely gonna jump into Tori's <laughs> arms. Those, those, you know, wrinkly, tanned arms of Crease. Those leather bound. <laughs> leather, like his skin looks like leather. That's so true. Oh my goodness. Oh, Crease, man, just shoot mm-hmm. that dude, bro. Anyways, <laughs> so. 
Okay, I just want to. We'll get to the fight, but I just, I just want to intro the fight, right? So they're like, they're like talking it out. Dimitri's the one writing up the constitution between the two dojos. It's mm-hmm. very Dimitri-like. And then they're like, they hear a cat sound. Now, who made the cat sound? I wonder, right? <laughs> right? Who was that? Was that Hawk? Was that Tori? Was it Kyler? I don't know. I don't know. But someone makes a cat sound, and then the little weasel kid, who's been there since season one, a little wimpy dude. There's just two little weasel kids, right? There's a white little dude and an Asian little dude. Uh-huh. And they're just pure comedy. When they fight, no one takes them seriously. They'll grow up someday. I, I hope so, because they look like little weasels. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, oh, it's a kitty. Not suspecting there could be trouble. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's how they're going to start this fight. He goes out there, he gets beat up, and he gets thrown into a window. Oh now, this is how ridiculous the show is. It starts with the kid. Mm-hmm. It starts with the kid thro- being thrown into a kitchen window. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, kid, what happened? That's their first response. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this is a cat. <laughs> <laughs> These kids get beat up so bad, bro. <laughs> These kids get beat up so bad. It's hilarious. That's how they start to fight. Yes. Um, and then it's just, I don't know, it's kind of like a replay of the high school fight. And everyone's just fighting each other, fight, fight, fight. And then there's little moments in the show, like even after Hawk broke Dimitri's arm, it kind of looked like he kind of questioned himself, like, why yeah. did I go that far? And so later on, during this whole fight, he finally realizes the mistake he's made and how he's been on the wrong side. And then he finally turns when um, Yagi was like getting beaten. Yeah, it looked death. like it was endgame for them, to be honest. Imagine the parents coming home and there's all these dead kids laying around. And the- Seriously. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, with Tori and Hawk's mindset going into that, and then mm-hmm. Kyler not wanting to get pooped in his mouth, I mean, <laughs> I think he had the greatest motivation of all of them. <laughs> if you lose this fight, I'm going to poop in your mouth. <laughs> Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so nasty. Every hit he's given Diaz, right? He's blooding his kidneys, right? He's mm-hmm. just like, not getting pooped in my mouth. Not getting pooped in my mouth. <laughs> Each punch is one less turn. <laughs> one less turn. <laughs> one less dribble of poo. Because, you know, uh. poo, it's just dribbling out, you know? Mm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So it looks like it's almost over. They're no all gonna poop die. for me. <laughs> They're all going to die. And then... um. Tori and Sam are fighting in a separate room, and I, then... Do you like how they did that? Like, Sam runs, and then Tori falls her into the room, so they have their special little space. Yeah. It, it, it made it more intense. Yeah, that's true. So I think for me, what I was noticing was, like, there's, like, an obvious good and evil happening in this show. Oh, and okay, it... speak on that. Speak on that. <laughs> so, what's, what's that? What's but that it's, about? But it's depending on the perspective of the character so crease sees um yagi do as evil because it's going against what he thinks is the right thing to do in a way um not that it's like obviously evil but it's just i feel like whatever is like going against what you think is right is automatically evil in a way and so all these characters are sort of shifting from one side to the other. They keep switching dojos. They keep switching senseis and stuff. And so this idea that what is really good, what is the right thing to do, I think that's coming through 
in some of the characters, like they're starting to recognize what the truth is and what the right thing to do is instead of like this version of truth that people were trying to teach them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I want to actually go a little deeper with the good and evil thing, actually. I think it's great that you brought it up. We're going to get into the themes pretty much next because we really discussed all we could discuss. Yes. We could keep going, but just watch the show mm-hmm. and then comment back to us about what you want to talk more about. But good and evil, I think it's even deeper than the dojos going against each other. I think it's about like, so the taglines for Cobra Kai are strike first, strike hard, no, no mercy. Yeah. But in each of the seasons, there is a moment where characters have decided to show or to give, like, to give mercy or to not give mercy. Mm-hmm. Right? So, came down to season one, the finals between Robbie and Miguel. And Miguel decides to show no mercy and attacks the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Wins the tournament, but loses the actual fight. Mm-hmm. And then... Season two, it's reversed. Yeah. Robbie decides to not show mercy to Miguel mm-hmm. and wins the fight, but then loses pretty much his life. Mm-hmm. Right. Season three, Hawk is a part of this. Multiple people actually are a part of this. Hawk and Hawk and Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, technically, Johnny. Daniel and Kreese with the idea of showing mercy to Kreese and saying, all right, fine. Won't kill you here. We'll meet you at the All Valley. Mm-hmm. And you see it also in Kreese's backstory where he doesn't show mercy to the captain that was essentially helping him to go down the path of becoming the Kreese that we all love, all we, that we all know and hate. <laughs> and that is actually very interesting, right? So in those instances, I think the good and evil is the good side, no matter what dojo you're from, the good side shows mercy. Mm-hmm. The evil side shows no mercy. Yeah. Right? Show mercy or show no mercy. That's the good and evil here mm-hmm. at play. And I think it's also interesting, too, because then you have the culture wars. You know, Daniel LaRusso kind of mimics the modern, you know, rich almost elitist kind of liberal right that respects all genders and all faiths and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff right and then Johnny represents kind of like that conservative kind of like traditional person yeah in America the modern traditional conservative who doesn't quite respect all genders and all (laughs) faiths and all that stuff but what's beautiful is that at the end of season three uh-huh. After the big fight with Kreese, and that fight is just crazy. Johnny storms in there to fight Kreese. LaRusso finds out what happens at his house and goes to fight Kreese. Yeah. Johnny also beats Kreese, but then Robbie and him fight, mm-hmm. which I thought they did a beautiful job. I thought it was going to be more like Return of the Jedi, Luke versus Darth Vader, because yeah. Robbie's a very good fighter and he's very young. Mm-hmm. But it was actually a very sad fight. And he felt bad for Johnny. He just beat his, essentially his father up. Mm-hmm. And then he has to beat up his son. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel coming in there kind of giving him some help, actually. Going against Kreese. Haven't seen that since Karate Kid 3. That was amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Daniel versus Kreese. 
But it's just crazy all the themes of, of mercy, show mercy, show no mercy. Yeah. But the culture wars and then teaming up together to fight the real villain, which are the people who are never going to give or who are never going to show mercy. Yeah. And that was beautiful to see at the very end when they all show up at the Miyagi-Do dojo, mm -hmm. outside dojo, and join Eagle Fang and, and Miyagi-Do. <laughs> I think true Cobra Kai with Miyagi-Do. Mm -hmm. And that was really beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. And it was a picture of also what I hope to see in my own country here in America, where we realize whether we're more liberal or more conservative or whatever, we're all Americans mm -hmm. and we need to fight against the people who are never going to show any mercy. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it's, um, yeah, just going into the different themes of the show, because there, there's been, like, different um, morals to, like, each season and each episode, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the themes that I've been noticing are, like, forgiving your enemies, showing mercy, which we just talked about, um, letting go of the past. Yeah. Tolerance, doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, and I really like how they showed tolerance. It was like a big deal in season one mm -hmm. because Johnny gets all these students and he has like a money incentive to be nice to them. Mm -hmm. But they like Aisha Robinson is not his typical Cobra Kai material. Yeah. Even Miguel's not. Mm -hmm. And he actually has some very insensitive things to say about his ethnicity. Yes. And then also about Eli or Hawk mm -hmm. with his cleft lip. Yeah. He grows as a person. Mm -hmm. He uses the internet <laughs> and reads some good things on it. He learns some things, which is good. He makes a Facebook page. He makes a Facebook page. But I think it was really good to see. And even though Daniel's supposed to be this good-hearted liberal, he learns some things, too, about tolerance, about understanding that just because you are Cobra Kai, from Cobra Kai, or from the conservative party... Doesn't mean that you're ultimately evil just because of that. Yeah. Him sitting down with, you know, the Daniel Russo prototype in Miguel in season mm -hmm. three and them actually hashing out and having some conversation about the past. Yeah. I think that was really good to heal them and bring them together. Mm -hmm. And I think that was awesome. I hope we get to see more of that. Yeah. I think it, it <laughs> I mean, definitely now that Miyagi-Do and Cobra, well, not Cobra Cry, <laughs> um, Eagle Fang, Cry. Eagle, Eagle Fang. Yeah. Um, now that they are merged, there's definitely going to be conflict in how they're teaching. Yeah, their teaching styles are going to be crazy different. Being like trying to like make this one group. Like, how are you? How how are the two fighting styles going to merge together into one fighting style? I think because oh, that, that'll probably be like towards the end man, of the season. There's so much exciting stuff. Yeah. In season four, I think ultimately it will come back to Johnny taking up the mantle of pure or true Cobra Kai, mm -hmm. or a new version of Cobra Kai, because yeah, the show is be... titled Cobra Kai. I know, but it can't be like, it It can't be the true Cobra Kai, because Cobra Kai was based on Kreese's Cobra so Kai. So a new version, yes. an evolution, yes. a new paradigm, yeah. a new shift, yes. a transformation, yes. a renewing of your mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the new Cobra Kai. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't be so close to the microphone. <laughs> All right, so final final thing. So many themes. Again, if you want us to keep talking about this, let us know. We, I really love the show. I, I, 
I it's hard for me to stop watching the show. I think it does so many things well and it's very entertaining. And I just love that it's crazy hardcore, but it's also not super risque. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. There's family values in it. Family values, and there's also non-family values yes. as well. <laughs> but it shows the consequences of making bad choices, which yeah. is good. Yeah, it does. So last thing, getting out of here, I'm going to just rank my top 10 fighters. Oh, Michelle, let me know what you think. Okay. So I, to me, I'm gonna, even though, again, I'm a LaRusso fan all the way, but... I think with age, even though he is a champ, with mm-hmm. age and Johnny's just he just seems to be just a more brute force kind of fighter, even though with what Daniel Russo has learned from Chosen in season three, I just I'm gonna say number one fighter in the whole show verse is Johnny Lawrence. He loves to fight. Mm-hmm. He fights often and he's just <laughs> scrappy little fighter. Not no, he's a scrappy <laughs> fighter, not even little. So I'm gonna give Johnny the top spot for now. Okay. I'm going to give the second spot to Daniel uh-huh. LaRusso. I'm going to give the third spot to Chosen, actually. I think Chosen is a really good fighter. I would like to see, for fun, Chosen versus Lawrence. That could be a really good fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give the third spot to Chosen. Um, and I'm putting him under Daniel. He technically, I think, at this moment, probably is better than Daniel. But Daniel beat him in a life-and-death situation. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give it to Daniel. Chosen's number three. Number four, I'm going with Miguel. I think Miguel is a champ. I think he is, you know, he is a first student of Johnny Lawrence. And he also has the heart and will of a champion Mm -hmm. and the real motivation and true balance in his life to be the best. Pre or post? Paralyzation? Yes. Well, he came back and beat up Kyler. And I think think even post-paralyzation, I think he's still the best out of all the kids. Mm -hmm. Especially season four with Kreese on his head. Robbie's not going to be well-balanced, and he can't fight, well, as you see in season one, he can't fight without being balanced. Yeah. So I think, and also now that, you know, Miguel will get a little bit of Miyagi-Do teaching, mm-hmm. ooh, Miguel is going to be a bad boy in season four. <laughs> so then after that, Crease, uh, I give Crease that spot. Mm-hmm. He's obviously old, but he still knows how to fight, obviously, from the end of season three. It almost looked like he might beat up Johnny, mm-hmm. but then obviously resorted to cheating and stabbing. <laughs> so. Yes. And then after Kreese, and we give it to Robbie, I think Robbie's very unbalanced, but he's the most naturally gifted fighter out of all the kids. Yeah, that's true. He picked up Miyagi-Do like nothing. He was able to do the one-handed two, two-foot two uh, kick. Mm-hmm. He he was able to, to not master it, but at least use it in an actual fight. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. His athletic ability, he looks like he should be part of the new, you know, part of the new Power Rangers. Him and Samantha could be a Pink Ranger, Red Ranger kind of thing going on. Or actually more of a... He's more of a white Green Ranger, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, but Robbie is the most gifted. And uh, he could jump a couple levels because, he again, he is the most gifted kid out of all the... You know, athletically. And So, yeah, I just... <clears throat> I think Robbie is just amazing. But right after Robbie, I'm going to give it to Sam. And I'm going to... Then next is Tori. Now, again, you could flip those two because Tori is a crazy fighter. But Sam, now that she's overcome her PTSD and her fear, mm-hmm. Sam is the better out of the two. And she beat... She beat Tori legitimately without having to use, like, you know, actual weapons. That is true. In the season two fight. So even though Sam comes off as weak, she is the stronger of the two fighters. And mm-hmm. she's been trained for longer by Miyagi-Do. Yeah. So after Tori, I'm going to give it to Hawk. Hawk, you could say, is a little bit higher. Um, he should be higher than Tori, but, man, Tori is a really nasty fighter. Like, mm-hmm. I would like to see Tori unhinge against Hawk now that she's like, watch your back. 
I think Tori <laughs> could beat beat up Hawk. I don't think it would be easy. Hawk is still a really good fighter, and some of his aerial moves are really cool. Mm-hmm. Even from season one, he was doing really cool aerial moves. Yeah, that's true. So he's you know he actually does take on like the the flight of a bird. Um, <laughs> but he's no eagle fangs, so you know he's just a hawk. Oh, yeah. Eagle fangs eat hawks. Anyways, and then lastly, it's Dimitri. You know, he's made a lot of progress. He made the list. He did make the list. I mean, I was actually thinking either Dimitri or Stingray. Mm-hmm. I was legitimately thinking Le- Dimitri or Stingray. Yeah. But Dimitri kicked the crap out of uh, out of Hawk at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. And he showed himself to be a willing fighter in season three, even though he got his arm broken. And it was about to get broken another time. Mm, yeah. But I'm going to give it to Dimitri on that. Love him. Um, and I... Oh, and I'm, I guess I'll reveal my BuzzFeed character... You you should do it. Oh, I should. I haven't. I'll 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 tell who it is on the next episode. Yeah. All right. For me, my Buzzfeed character. Oh, okay. I'll give you one guess. So you said it's not Dimitri. I'm gonna give you one guess. I I think of myself as a Dimitri. Hawk. Yes. No. Uh, no. Robbie. Oh. Buzzfeed said I'm Robbie. Oh. Interesting. Why do you say? Why do you say? Oh, I don't know. I I'm trying to figure out like why. What kind of questions do they ask? Like weird stuff, but stupid I gotta, stuff that didn't make any sense. Or didn't like, make any sense, but I'm Robbie. <laughs> I'm the villain of season four. Anyways, <sighs> so that was really fun. A really long. If you listened to uh, through all of that, we really appreciate you. Yes. And we hope you enjoyed this content. We love doing this, mm-hmm. breaking this down. Uh, we didn't get into more of the storytelling stuff because there's so much to cover as far as content. But I think the main thing that you can take out of Cobra Kai and what the authors, the writers, there's multiple writers, multiple directors on this series. But what they've mainly done is they've told a beautiful story about what happens to a villain after he gets defeated. Mm-hmm. And I actually picked it up from talking to some friends. And that's just a really beautiful way to start a story. You have a hero. The hero won and is somewhere else. But what happens to the villain? What happens to the antagonist after they pick themselves up from the floor? Mm-hmm. After they've been beaten? Yeah. And where do they go on in life? Mm-hmm. And there, You can actually apply it to so many stories. That is true. It's actually a really great concept. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in the idea of being able to let go of the past... Have some self-discipline, get some control of your life, and you have legit plot points for a real story. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's beautiful what they've done. Yeah, and then redemption could be another storyline too. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then what's great is that if you establish the hero character's world, then you can always world build and bring people, bring characters in, bring in events that really matter to the antagonist, now your hero, and... Really, really muck and mess with that 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 protagonist of yours. Hmm. So I guess also the last thing is, where do you think we're going into season four for Johnny? What new lesson does he have to learn now? He finally let go of the past and really forgave Daniel. And I think where does he where does he need to go in season four? Season four, I think, is going to be about trust. Um, him just learning to trust someone with um something really important to him and and i guess just learning that 
lesson of redemption in a way, like, because in his head, Daniel sort of started that path of redemption and reconciliation towards Johnny, because Daniel needed to find redemption in Johnny's eyes, right, of, like, who he was and, and I guess being reconciled to Johnny. So I feel like now it's him learning how to collaborate, how to learn from somebody else too instead of just trying to have everything his way like learning how to do that and then um just really understanding who the real enemy is right and i i think the other thing too johnny needs to get his son back mm-hmm. like no more oh, I, I missed out on this Robbie appointment because of Miguel or I missed out because of my, my car. Mm-hmm. No more. Yeah. Johnny needs to get Robbie back. Mm-hmm. I really want to see them reunited for good. Yeah. Because they almost, going back to season two, before the big high school fight, uh, Robbie was living with Johnny. Mm-hmm. He had moved into the Russo's and then moved out of the Russo house and started living with Johnny. And they were seeming to be good. Mm-hmm. So I want to see those two back together again. They would be an awesome team. That is true. For them to fight together against Terry Silver, John Kreese, <laughs> and whoever else comes their way in season four. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty sick. That would be amazing. Yeah. Also, secret little theory of mine. Tori is somehow related to John Kreese or Terry Silver. One of the two. Hmm. Just FYI. Like Ray in Star Wars? Don't don't bring up that character. <laughs> Please, don't bring up that character. I don't want to talk about that character. No, don't don't do this. Okay, okay. This will not go the way you think. <laughs> On next week's episode, we are going to talk about Wolfwalkers from Apple TV. Oh boy, did that make me cry. Yep, she got emotional. Like deeply emotional. I feel like you should just do the whole episode by yourself. By I want, myself? Yeah, I, want, I think the listeners want to hear you. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I'll think about it. Yeah, I mean, I can maybe give a little, like, little intros and stuff. Mm-hmm. But mainly just you talking about it. I mean, I love the film, and I, I would love to talk about it with y'all. I actually kind of see how it ranks, how you how you think it ranks with the rest of the anime movies from 2020. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had this movie going number one and winning the Oscar for Best Animated Film. Oh, dang. So, um, but lest we forget soul lest we forget pixar all right show some respect people i know but wolf walkers is so unique you know nah i mean ah wait 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 you say wolf walkers is unique but soul it's more unique than soul oh we gotta go at this all right we'll save we'll save it for the podcast save for the podcast and if you, the audience, want to be featured as a guest on our show, email us at themustycreative at gmail.com and tell us your story. And thanks, a big thanks to our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the Musty Creative Podcast possible. If you would like to become a financial supporter of the show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mustycreative and help make this show even better. Thank you so much, y'all. We really appreciate the support and that's all we have time for remember to leave us a review on itunes and find us on twitter instagram facebook and anchor.fm slash musty and now it's time to shower up
Gives them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.